0: Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com. And on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out. And that's it. I always like to start with something interesting. And yes, we're a year into the Ukraine-Russia war. But here's a little fun fact that you may not know. And it has to do with YouTube. Yes, the Ukraine is DIYing a war. Well, let me explain. When a Ukrainian soldier, they maybe they don't know how to do a certain thing. They actually hop onto YouTube, and they're getting instructions on just about anything, like how to dig a trench, how to fly a drone, and even um, how to fire an anti-tank missile. Those instructions, right, are sitting there right on YouTube. I mean, wow, you really can learn anything on YouTube. You really can learn anything online, really. I mean, I attended an online class because I wanted to learn how to be a pirate. Yes, I want to be a pirate. It was actually a sort of a webinar, webinar. Ooh, yes. Okay, it's the Kim Commando Show. It's America's largest, most trusted show and podcast about all things digital. And if you're a new listener, I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. You can find my award-winning show on over 425 top stations across the United States, We're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando, with a K. And you can find us as a webcast and also as a podcast 24-7, three months' worth of archives over at GetKim.com. And a special thank you goes out to our servicemen and women in the Army, the Marines, the Navy, the Air Force, the Coast Guard, and Space Force who are protecting our great nation and listening to the Kim Commando Show on the American Forces Network Radio. Now, I'm sure you have at least a few questions that I can lend a hand to. And our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one triple eight eight two five fifty two fifty four 825 5254 is the way to join us. Or if you want, you can just email me your question. The best place to do that is old school over at the website. Hit commando.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a link that says email Kim. I mean, all throughout the day, I go to all these different websites so that this way I I make sure that I'm up to date on all things digital so I can pass things along to you that I think that you should know about living in today's tech world, because we're all living a tech world, whether we want it or not. So this is part of the show where I like to talk about your wallet, consumer tech, things that are being upgraded or discontinued or maybe end of life. We're going to start by talking about the cost of the internet, because let me tell you, it's going up. And I'm not talking about your internet connection at home talking about the apps that you're using. Because with social media, it used to be easy. You would use their app, you watch their ads, and then that would pay your way. But now they want your money. Facebook and Instagram are planning to charge you $12 a month for basic service. Yeah, I know. There was that rumor going around years and years ago. Be like, oh, no, that's a scam. Don't pass it along. Well, no, it's true. They're going to start charging 12 bucks a month. Uh, for $15 a month, they're going to monitor your account to fight the hackers. Plus, guess what? If you get customer service support. Yes, you get to speak to a person for $15 a month. Uh, Twitter Blue verifies you, that are you, that's you, for 11 bucks a month. If you buy it on the web, it's only 8 bucks a month, by the way. Snapchat, Snapchat wants $4 a month to allow you to see photos and graphics. Dating app Hinge wants $60 a month. Tinder is working on a $500 a year plan just to use the app. But wait, there's more. Uber is about to charge you $10 a month to simply use the app and summon a ride. You still have to pay for the ride. What this means is that all these other apps are going to start tacking on monthly fees. You just wait. Just wait and see. It's going to be all these apps saying, okay, $3 a month, $5 a month, $12 a month. So you're going to have to really, really decide and watch that budget. Number two on our list, finally, a fix from Alexa. Amazon Echoes, you know, you've got all those speakers everywhere. And it's always been a pain in the neck to have this music follow you from speaker to speaker and have multi-room setup. But it just got easier. So no longer do you have to set up these clunky groups that you have to yell at to turn on. Now, Amazon recently updated their Alexa mobile app to allow you to manage and move your music between various Echo devices. With just a few taps, no more voice commands. So how do you set it up? Well, the steps are kind of cumbersome, but just know that you're going to open the app and select devices. And then there's a brand new option that says Combine Speakers. And from there, you can create a group and name it whatever you want. It's pretty intuitive and it's simple, simple, simple to set up. Um, speaking of Amazon Alexa, <clears throat> this is a true story. A friend of mine told me that his Amazon Echo was just like his ex-wife. And I'm like, Jason, how can that even be? He says to me, Alexa listens to everything and like my ex-wife just comes across as a know-it-all. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. All right, number three, shop like a billionaire. You can buy a doorbell cam for twelve bucks, <clears throat> memory cards for three, wireless headphones, fifteen dollars. And if you saw all of these for sale on Amazon, you'd be like, wow, what's going on with this? Well, there's a site called Teamboo, and they spent seven million dollars in Super Bowl ads so that everybody would check it out. And it's now the most downloaded shopping app in the U.S., beating out Walmart and Target. It's been downloaded 24 million times since it was released this past September. So what's the catch with all these low prices? Well, according to Timu, they say they're cutting out the middleman and they're allowing Chinese vendors to sell directly to American consumers and everything gets shipped straight from China. Now, if you look at their Better Business Bureau rating, it's one and a half stars. Wow. Customers say like, products never arrived, they're damaged inferior fewer quality. What do you expect? A doorbell cam for 12 bucks. So you might be able to shop like a billionaire, but you get what you pay for. And this coming in at number four, uh, watch out, the scammers have a new ploy. If you ever thought it was easy for scammers to set up a website and steal money from you, it just got a lot easier. Uh, GoDaddy, you know, the big web hosting company, they have just launched a new tool that it sounds pretty good. You can accept payments without having a website or an online store. All you need is a link, and it directs you to your GoDaddy payment account. It's called GoDaddy Payments. They say it's aimed at small business owners and entrepreneurs who maybe don't have all the resources to create this big e-commerce website. So all you have to do is register a new domain and start accepting payments from customers instantly. You create kind of a custom payment page and a link that includes a product, a description, a buy now button. But here's where things get really iffy, because that link can be shared via email, social media, or text message. So online storefronts, the websites, that's normally how we tell if a product is legit or not. So be on the lookout for folks who are just suddenly asking for money or you just see this you're like a GoDaddy payout. Just make sure that you really, really know who you're giving your money to. And finally, this coming in at number five. Oh, my gosh. I never thought I would see it. Talking about dead birds flying in the sky. What? Dead birds flying in the sky? Yeah. Okay. So, you know how we have those fake owls to kind of make sure that the birds don't come and crap up the place? Well, the New Mexico Institute for Mining and Technology, they have a great idea. They say that drones should be disguised as birds to make them more appealing. So, what they're doing is they're taking dead birds and they're putting drones on the inside of them so that when the drones are flying, they look like birds. Now, the real goal behind this, as they say that this way they want to observe wildlife without disturbing them because a drone makes all these weird noises, right? And it scares away all the animals. So with these dead bird drones, they can blend in and not be detected. And they say it's a sneaky way to spy on animals and revolutionize the field of wildlife conservation, and uh, they can be used by the military and you know, all this other good stuff. But, you know, it's really not entirely new. I mean, we have seen drones that look like birds before, but just not dead birds with drones on the inside of them. Wow. I mean, I know what you're thinking. No single dead bird can defeat me, right? But two can. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up in our money tip, if you ever thought like, I only I could make money online with my own business. Let me tell you, we have the, all the steps that you need to create your online resale business. We have all of your phone calls and you have me, command Commander. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 5254 is the way to join us. And if you're not already getting our, our daily tech hacks, well, make sure that you do. Sign up right now. Join over 400,000 people who get them every single day. And it's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime that you want. Head over to commando.com slash get free tips. That's commando.com slash get free tips. Okay, we all know that losing someone you love, it can be just earth-shattering. When they pass, you know, you do everything you can to keep their memories alive, and you want to share special antidotes and sayings and things with your family members and friends. But you're limited, right, in what you can do. I mean, you have a few lines on a gravesite that doesn't say anything. It just says their birth date and their death date, and that's about it. And when you look at it, you're like, wow, this person did so much more in life, and how can I tell the whole world about them? Well, That's when I thought this was so incredibly interesting that I just wanted to pass it along to you guys and gals. Uh, There's a guy by the name of Michael Bork, and he found a way to change all this. When his father passed away back in 2017, he wanted to honor him in a special way. His father was a vet, a carpenter, of course, a father and a great husband. Uh, Mike had so many stories to share, and he didn't want them to be forgotten. So that's when he came up with this innovative, wonderful idea. He thought to himself, why not create a website that showcases his dad's life and create a QR code that connects to that site, you know, those QR codes, and then affix that QR code to a gravestone so anybody who's walking by – they can say hey you know i wonder what this person is about it's so fabulous what a great idea so joining us today on the kim commander show is inventor michael bork to share his story michael it's so great to meet you i'm so glad that you're here with us um first of all tell us a little bit about your dad
2: oh thank you so much it's such a thrill to be on your show kim i've been a fan of your show for years and in fact i've helped my dad learn how to use the computer from listening to your show so kind of a which kind of a way it comes all back but uh yeah my dad was a carpenter a simple man but he was in many ways a genius uh he was too cheap and poor to hire anybody to fix the house so it was my job to hold the flashlight as we fixed everything around the house he was a carpenter he could make anything and uh he taught me so many things as I was growing up, how to think differently. And when something broke in our house, we made a new one out of wood. Uh, we just uh, we, we went trash picking. We made new stuff. And so I've carried that along and throughout my career. And it's just a wonderful way to now to celebrate his life and his story, as you just told, through this QR code. In fact, it was at one point when I started my own company, my dad helped me put the company together. And it was a three year journey, but he passed away during that time, uh, as you mentioned. And I thought, gee, you know, would it be interesting if I could put a way to memorize him? So I bought his domain name for 20 years for life from GoDaddy, which is kind of ironic. And uh, I printed a qr code out of plastic i had a 3d printer and i had skills and so i made a uh, a, a plastic that was actually glows in the dark it's printed out of an abs material and i fixed it to his grave site and anybody that could go to his website could scan that and see his story and be connected and uh i decided that i would share this on my social media and that post has gone viral over two and a half million people around the world have scanned that QR code. And in fact, because I've connected it with Google Analytics, something else I learned from you, Kim, I know where everybody in the world who has scanned that QR <laughs> code. And he would be thrilled to know that a several people in Korea where he fought as a very brave veteran uh, scanned it there. So it's just a, it's very interesting, uh, and now I found you. Well, you know, when my, my, I
0: was very close to my mom and maybe you know that from listening to the show. And when she died, I was just, well, beside myself, even like I break down still. But I thought when I saw your story, I thought like, oh, my gosh, I I would so love to do this. for my Let's mother. do it. Because <laughs> There's no, I mean, stop, nothing, nothing stopping
2: us. This because, is so simple. You know, I've. I mean, no, and, and you know, I know, it's just as simple just, as I, creating a website. Right. Well, you
0: know, but I was just I was just thinking, like, you know, it'd be so wonderful if I could do this for her, because you're right. Like when. you you see, well, it's not just your parents, you see anybody's gravestone. And it just, it has their name and a birth date in the day that they died. And you sit there like, wow, there was just so much more to this individual than just that. And it just, and then when you walk away and you think, and you go there and you visit afterwards or whatever, it's still like, like, I just wish the whole world would know how wonderful that she was. And so, Um, so you put this on just for your dad. Did you think it would turn into what it did?
2: No, I never thought it would turn into, in fact, I think what I did was quite simple, but, uh, it's just one of those things that maybe no one ever thought of. Uh, I'll I'll say it like this, you know, it's not often you find yourself in a graveyard until you've lost someone and you're walking around and you are wondering who are these people? Why is this gravestone bigger than the other? Uh, How come I can't read this one? Boy, I wish I knew more about these people. And so I'm telling you, if I saw a QR code in a graveyard, I'm going to scan it. And I think if more graveyards had QR codes, boy, that could be a very interesting way uh, to tell stories and get people connected.
0: You know, you you do bring up an interesting point, because when you do walk around, you're like, "I, I, I know I do. Like, I wonder what (laughs) that person was and wonder what they did. And, um, you know, they died so young. I wonder Mm. why. Or they lived to one hundred and ten. I wonder if they have this magical herb or they never smoke (laughs) or they never drink. Although I can't really say that because my grandmother, um, she lived to almost eighty eight. And let me tell you something. She drank a six pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Every day and smoked a pack of Pall Malls. Okay, and so, but it was like, you know, she w- lived well into her eighties. Um, but it is interesting. So, um, do you get any any pushback from the cemeteries themselves as far as putting that code on the stone?
2: Uh, no, actually. In fact, I've been contacted by several that actually want me to do this for several people. Um, so I'm going to sort of do a. Sort of an experiment. If I got two and a half million people from just a single picture on LinkedIn, uh, I'm sure that uh, we can uh, make more codes for more people and just make this sort of a simple uh, experiment and see what happens. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people out there that want to know who these people are. Uh, You lose someone. Just that story you told a minute ago is something that I believe you could put on this type of a site. You could go to the website, you could scan the the code and you could go there and leave a memory. And that's what the system that I built here does is you can actually visit the grave, not only can you learn about the person, but you can leave a memory there too. Which and all the other really people can special. subscribe to that. Yeah, imagine, uh, you know, someone that's elder sitting at home getting a message that, uh, that John visited the grave and left some flowers. Maybe he donated to some fund. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's so many interesting things that we could do with this. And I'm really interested in connecting with others who want to do the same thing. I'm working with this company, AfterCloud, who's actually building uh, sort of the technology that this connects to. Uh, something interesting about the QR code that I have built is it's dynamic, So if any time I want to change where that QR code goes to, I can do that from the comfort of my home. It's not a dead QR code. That's kind of funny, isn't it? So uh, (laughs) it's very interesting, and and I think more people will be interested in this, and I'm hoping that maybe some of your viewers will be interested in doing this. Maybe all veterans should have this. So So let me ask you a question,
0: Mike. Is this something
2: that you could patent? Well, there is some patents in this, um, and I'm – interested in patenting uh, but i'm more interested in the idea of doing it itself uh, so i am working with this company Aftercloud, and they've built this technology and there is some intellectual property but i'm also a software developer and product designer and developer so i actually plan to actually help them build that part of the application so that you can drop photos you can drop virtual flowers you could send messages to people i actually believe with artificial intelligence and machine learning We could put QR codes everywhere, and we can let people fill in those blanks. If you notice on someone's, uh, you mentioned a minute ago about the gravestones, there's a dash. And it's that dash that needs to be told. It's what's inside of a person's lifetime, their span. And I like the idea of maybe going into that dash with this QR code and immersing that experience for people.
0: So this is totally off the charts, Mike. But... (laughs) Um, you know, if you're looking for an investor, I'd love to see a business plan.
2: Sure. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I can be your little shark, although I'm a nice shark. I'm a, I'm a baby shark. You are. Well,
2: I was listening to the advice you gave a while ago. I've built websites my whole life. I have all this, this technology that I've learned from people like you and other people. And I'm out there teaching people. Look at this thing here. I 3D printed this. I'm not only, you know, making QR codes, but I one day got 20,000 followers on LinkedIn and I made my own uh, gold-plated sort of award. Isn't that cool? (laughs) This was designed on a computer. And I like to show people how to invent things. So you might call myself an inventor, but I'm really someone out there that's trying to help push ideas forward. Uh, I think what we found here was very interesting. Dead people are very interesting suddenly. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, pushing ideas forward, it's, 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 it's an idea that I think makes 100% sense. And it's remarkable that we haven't thought of it sooner. And I think once you get that product to market, it's going to go like gangbusters.
2: Uh, I want to and- show your, your audience, if they haven't seen the QR code, I've got it on my phone here. Let's see if I can get that in your view mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That's the picture I posted, and that's the picture that found, that found us together. That's why we're, we found each other. Um, but, you know, I, I have so many ideas on top of this. My brother died of ALS. He had the misfortune mm. of being able to plan his own going away party. But um, imagine collecting all those memories that you put together when someone dies. You know, they're often left on a server underneath someone's desk at a uh, funeral home. And I'm, yeah. I'm terrified of when those servers go down. They're always running Windows NT, Windows N- N- 98. I mean, come on. So the idea is to get all these put into a place that will stay there forever. And that's really what AfterCloud and I are doing. We think we're building a platform that's going to be very, very innovative and very, very exciting. And uh, why don't we make a QR code for your mom? Let's do it. You know what? We, let's do it. It's easy. Let's do it. And yeah. then let's, uh, let's show everybody.
0: Yeah, let's do that. No? Absolutely. 100% Michael. Let's do that. Um thanks for telling your story and congratulations on your pending success. I'm sure it's going to you're going to knock it out of the ballpark. And um I think it's really fascinating that we first met through your dad and your dad is once again bringing us together.
2: That is true. That is true. And my dad he could never figure out computers. I was always trying to teach him left-click, right-click, double-click, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and and you know what that's like. But uh, you, you're really out there helping people, so I'm so proud uh, that I found you this way, and, and like you said, through my dad, and that we have this uh, connection, because I've been listening to you since I was a kid, so... Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. It's full circle for me. And I hope to come back on one day and let's let's show people how we created your QR code. Maybe we do this together. I'd love to do Maybe that. I would. Let's skip chart tank and go right to the top. <laughs> I'd you love know, my dad used to say he would be saying right now, this is one of those products that people are dying to use.
0: <laughs> Put And they are. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here, Mike. Thanks for sharing your story. We'll, nice we'll to talk meet. offline.
2: Thank you very much. Nice to meet you, Kim.
0: All right, coming up, we have our trivia that you don't want to miss. And this week, it's really hard here on the Kim Commando Today podcast. That's right. It's time for Commanding the Tech World Trivia because we've all seen how the world has changed because of technology. But maybe you don't know some of the backstories, the hidden fun facts. So when playing Commanding the Tech World Trivia here on the Kim Commando Show, you really need to think, really think. And our very special guest contestant uh, this week is Roy from Charlottesville, Virginia. Hello there, Roy. Hello there, Kim. Uh, Thanks for playing along with us. Now, in case you do win, I just want to let you know that a lot of people want this prize, but you can only get it if you win Commanding the Tech World Trivia, and that is the most valuable Kim Commando Show fanny pack. I'm sure you're excited about to get that, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. All right. You ready to play along? Okay. All right. We're going to be talking about Jeff Bezos. You know him, the founder of Amazon. Worth uh-huh. a cool, depending upon the day, maybe thirty billion billion. Well, he's known to have a few quirks and unique habits in his personal and professional life. And so the trivia question is about these quirks. Now, I'm going to give you four traits, four things about Jeff Bezos. And it's up to you to pick which is the one that is not true. Okay, so there's four. So you have to pick the one that is not true. You ready to play? Okay. All right. You don't sound (laughs) confident. Come on, Roy. Come on. All right.
1: I'm confident.
0: All right. So A, right? Number one. So which one is not true? Uh, It's called the two-pizza rule. Jeff Bezos instituted a two-pizza rule at Amazon, which states that no team should be so large that it cannot be fed by two pizzas or about eight people. Okay. Second one about Jeff Bezos is what he calls the regret minimization framework. And he said that he likes to make decisions by imagining himself at age 80 and then asking what he would regret by not doing whatever that decision is. Or is it C – Supercars. As soon as Jeff Bezos hit billionaire status the first time, he went on this massive car buying spree, purchasing in one day a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, and a Bugatti. Or is it D, grilled octopus? Grilled octopus is a source of protein, vitamins, and minerals. It's low in fat and calories. Jeff Bezos has it for breakfast almost every single day, even going as far as to ask his assistants to track down the dish in whatever city he happens to be. Okay, so one of these fun facts about Jeff Bezos is not true. So is it the two-pizza rule, which is A, B, what he calls the regret minimization framework, that when he looks back at age 80, C, supercars. He went out and bought three supercars in one day. Or is it D, that he likes to eat grilled octopus for breakfast? So which of these facts about Jeff Bezos is not true? Roy, remember, you're playing for the official Kim Commando Show Fanny Pack, so I know the pressure's on.
1: Yes, it is. All right. Now, the two-pizza rule makes sense. You wouldn't want a team so large that, you know, not everybody can give their opinion. So I believe that one. Right uh the 80 rule that sounds reasonable to me because then yeah i want to make sure that i've accomplished whatever i want to do by the time i'm 80. the supercar thing why would anybody go out and buy a ferrari a bugatti and what was the third car a lamborghini why would anybody do that or the grilled octopus for breakfast People do weird things, my daughter says. So we'll, 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 which one do you think it is? The grilled octopus, you think? No. Yeah, the grilled octopus is so weird. That's got to be true. All right. Let's go with the car thing. Bad investments. Okay, let's go okay. with the car thing. Yep. We'll go with the car.
0: Okay, so we're gonna go. Okay, the one statement that's not true is that as soon as he hit billionaire status, he went on a massive supercar buying spree. So, let's see what the judges say. Is Roy correct or is he wrong? I'm always right. I'm always right. You won.
3: That's right.
0: (laughs) That's right. As a matter of fact, up until recently, Jeff Bezos drove a Honda Accord (laughs) up until about five years ago. Every single day he drove a Honda Accord because he's known as being frugal, right? That's right. But, uh, yeah, so grilled octopus. I don't know if that would be my breakfast of choice, but apparently he likes to eat it. Yeah, that, yeah, not for breakfast. Mm-hmm. No, no. Mm-mm. All right, so Roy, I know you have a question for me, and I think even with your co-contestant there, how can I lend a hand?
1: Well, okay. So my daughter is an Eagle Scout, and she will be attending uh, World Jamboree in South Korea. So she okay, has a cell Okay. First of all, Go you ahead.
0: need to stop. What? Well, first of all, you need to stop right there, Roy. Okay. All right. That is such a major accomplishment. Oh. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Give her a round of applause. You go, girlfriend. That's go. awesome. That's great.
1: Yes, it was. It was, it was and she's still, she's, she's 16, going on 17 here in like three weeks. And so she's still active in her scout group. In fact, she is the SPL, senior patrol leader. And she wants to fill nice. the other side of her merit badge sash. How can we, you know, wonderful parents that we are, Keep tabs on our wonderful Scout, who's going to be halfway around the world from
0: us. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, What kind of phone does she have?
1: She has a Galaxy A13.
0: Okay. And then you said she's going to South Korea? Yes. And then who's your current carrier? T-Mobile. Okay, good. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like many carriers, T-Mobile offers uh, plans uh, mm-hmm. that allow you to use your phone in other countries just as if you were in that country. Now, there are some mm-hmm. caveats with that, is that you have to look at the plan. Like, so, for example, does it doesn't include data. And sometimes it'll say unlimited until you get to a certain point. So you want to make sure that you put uh, the app. I'll tell you how to get all this, but you can put an app on it to track your data usage. And it also says mm-hmm. texting would be unlimited. Normally, there's a cost for talking. Which is about mm-hmm. $0.25 cents a minute. So that's the easiest way. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to, you could buy a local SIM card. You can buy them at the airport. Local stores are really inexpensive. It, how long is she going to be there for? She'll be there for about two weeks. All right. So that's long enough that you might want to get a local SIM card. Um Totally up to you. We'll tell you exactly how to do it. I can give you a link that will tell you which local, which SIM card that you should bet get and also um, look at her T-Mobile plan as well. So you guys can do all that research off to the side. And it's always the cheapest when you're traveling overseas is to get that local SIM card because then you can use that phone to make local calls and you can use data. And that's really what she's going to be doing a lot of is using data because, let's just face it, we hardly ever talk anymore, right? But mm, if true. she – if she wanted to talk on her phone with you and she had that unlimited data plan because she's local, well, that's when she can always use apps like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger where she can make mm-hmm. phone calls to with you. And so you don't have to worry about that 25 cents a minute. Um, of course, wherever she is, there's just some basic rules that you're going to want to use Wi-Fi wherever possible because uh, many places mm-hmm. offer free Wi-Fi. So that also cuts down on data usage. Um, turn off Automatic app updates, uh, any type of app that's running in the background like weather apps because that's also Mm -hmm. going to save on data. Um, And then also you want to avoid using these data-intensive apps like social media, online gaming, video streaming, good things like that. And then, you know, if you Mm -hmm. wanted to, what I would also look into is if – her particular. I'm not familiar I'm not sure if her phone has it, but you know Samsung makes trackers as well as you can use a Tile tracker that works internationally. And so mm-hmm. if she was cool with that, maybe what you want to do is pop one in her luggage just in case they do lose her luggage, okay, you know. Not that air carriers ever do that. No. <laughs> no, I know. What? I had to tell you a quick story right. <laughs> I was traveling okay. from I went from of phoenix to rome and we went on british airways and we got to rome and our bags were not there okay and i'm like where's luggage well there's no luggage and so just at that moment that was when british airways they were having like this whole total meltdown with their whole conveyor belt system and Mm. that's exactly when to our room came breakfast with a uk newspaper called the daily mail honest to goodness right on the front page of the daily mail was my suitcase with everybody else's <laughs> so i called up british airways and i said you don't find my bag but i know where mine is right now and it's on the front page of the daily mail i can even you know i'll circle it for you because they you know they took a picture of all these suitcases like where there's like a sea of suitcases but now what's nice is you can put a tile tracker if you have air tags or apple you want to use an apple air tag so um so you put that in the bag so you always know where it is but I am so incredibly proud of your daughter. I think that is an amazing accomplishment. I was a scout leader for so many years, and I know how hard it is to get to that Eagle Scout rating. And you know what? She's just awesome. She's awesome.
1: Yeah, as if her head wasn't big enough. Now she's over here going, oh, it was nothing.
0: Well, then I think, Roy, you know what? It was nothing. I think you just, I think she needs a new car. I really do. Oh, no, wait a minute now. Let's not go too crazy. Let's not go overboard. Let's not at all. So, Roy, (laughs) hang on the line. We're going to send you off some links. uh, So this way you can check on, uh, you know, your T-Mobile plan, see if it's compatible with your phone and all that other good stuff. But just a bottom line, a local SIM card uh, is really the way to go, especially if you're going to be traveling for, say, more than two or three days, because then you can really save some money and then start using the local data plan or to keep in touch with your family members and friends back home. All right. This week's money tip, I'm telling you right now, it really should have been a book that we sold on Amazon because we go through the tricks and tips for starting your own online resale business so that you can make money online. I'm talking about from start to finish, from the beginning, like where do you find all this stuff? How will you be selling it? What are your goals? This is going to be a full-time or a part-time gig. Then we talk about sourcing, You know, dig through your attic, uh, hit the pavement. Go to goodwill shops, trade shows, garage sales, yard sales, estate sales, uh, store liquidations, retail clearances. And then how about online sourcing? That's where you want to look at wholesale, different wholesale websites and reputable sellers. And then how do you actually profit from this? How do you price it? That's what I'm saying. All of this is in this tip that we have over on our site. Maybe you want to work with your hands and produce one-of-a-kind products. And then how do you sell that? Maybe there's partnerships. Um, how do you create your listings? What is a well-crafted l- listing? I mean, how do you describe the item's condition? This tip is about 10 pages long. So if you were thinking about getting into an online resale business or if you know somebody who wants to, point their direction over to commando.com and then hit the link that says Kim show. It's really phenomenal. Oh, still to come, I have more of a phone calls, but also a Google warning about the estimated photo locations. Yeah. It's really creepy on Android and iOS. And of course, you have more of me, Kim Commando.
3: Since our founding in 2000, we at the Center for Internet Security have always had one mission. It's to create confidence in the connected world for people, businesses, and governments. As a nonprofit, we do this by drawing upon our core competencies of collaboration and innovation. The world is changing cyber threats are evolving, and IT resources are limited. All you want is a way to strengthen your cybersecurity programs efficiently and effectively. let CIS help you with these efforts. We use a consensus-based process involving IT professionals from around the world to develop and maintain security best practices. These resources are proven to defend systems and data against threats, both on-premises and in the cloud. We also strive to help organizations of every size and maturity strengthen their cybersecurity programs. This includes serving U.S. state, local, tribal, and territorial government organizations. At CIS, we're all about making the connected world a safer place. Visit our website to learn more.
0: All right, Denise in Orlando, Florida. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Well, I
1: bought a new laptop. because the old one I had, the operating system was old. I was told by a tech that I needed to upgrade. So I bought one, kind of a mid-range, around five or $600. Paid a little extra to have them change my, uh, put my data from the old computer, all my information files onto the new computer, because I didn't know how to do that. So they did it, and um, now I've got the old computer back. I don't know how to dispose of it. I want to be safe, because I'm sure stuff's in there, and I don't know what to do, or who to give it to, or how to get rid of what's in there and know that it's being safely disposed of, the information, and then the unit itself. Can you give me any advice?
0: Well, here's the deal. First of all, really smart in having somebody transfer the files from one place to the other, because I've heard from so many people who have done it the wrong way over the years and then lost their stuff. So now that you have your old computer, what you want to do is what's called, this is the technical term, wiping the hard drive. And basically what it does is it removes all your personal data from the hard drive. But you have to use special software in order to do that. You just can't go over and do a a prompt, you know, remove or delete DEL, asterisk, dot, asterisk. I mean, those days are long gone. So there's special data wiping software. One is called DBAN. That's a letter D and then B-A-N. The other one is Eraser. And how they work, it's it's pretty innovative, is that it – Overwrites all the data on the hard drive that makes it unrecoverable. See, a lot of people don't realize that when you just remove a file on a hard drive, the file is actually there. What is removed is just the flag. So, a flag will go up and say, okay, you can save some stuff over here. So, unless you overwrite that data, that, that data can be written, it can be recovered, and somebody can actually see what was there. So, again, a couple of programs that you want to use is DBAN or Eraser. Then, once you wipe the hard drive, you know, you can donate. Donate it. You can try to sell it on eBay. Uh, A lot of retailers like Office Depot and others, they have free recycling programs. And you can also check with local charities and maybe schools and churches and synagogues because they uh, might accept donations of old computers. You can find links to D-Band and Eraser over at commando.com. And Denise, thank you for your call. I know some of you may be saying, well, what if I just throw my PC in the trash? Okay, well, there's all these environmental hazards because there's lead, mercury, cadmium, which can leak into the soil and water if they're not disposed of properly. But most importantly is really your data, because I want to make sure that you wipe that hard drive before you get rid of any old computer. All right, you're using Google Photos, or maybe you're sharing photos online. When you take a picture, there's all kinds of hidden data behind it, including your precise location. So what if you take a screenshot of a photo online, and somebody can? feed that into Google, well guess what? They might know your exact location. So Google knows this is a wee bit creepy. That's right, so they made an announcement this past week that they're gonna stop using location history to estimate locations, but that location still may be in there as they say they estimate missing locations. So in your Google photo settings, I want you to make sure that you turn off location tracking. If you need those steps, how to do all that, we have it over at the website, which 24 7. Don't forget, I'm always at commando.com. That's K O M A com.
2: This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited.